Welcome to Different Shades of Queer. My name is Sara Lamk, and I'm your host this season. In today's episode, we'll be talking about coming out. It's a pretty big topic and rather ambitious, I think, but hopefully, if we don't cover everything today, we may do some more specific episodes on different experiences on coming out. But first, let's start this evening with a little shout out for a queer artist or business or media that we're enjoying at the moment. <laughs> As a huge book lover, I'm gonna have to go with Black Flamingo by Jean Atta. It's an amazing young adult novel about this black queer teenager in university and this coming of age story of figuring yourself out and becoming more sure about your identity and how different parts of who you are form intersectionality and help you be a unique person. It's a very touching story but also very fun and digestible. I highly recommend it for everyone out there. Coming out seems a bit intimidating sometimes and I think it's because every single person has a different journey and this discussion is going to be very open. It's going to be about discussing what entails coming out, what are certain discussions that we should be having, different points of view that people have on coming out, different experiences, and I'll be touching on my own experience as well. For a lot of queer people, coming out is like this initiation to living your authentic self. It's a welcoming step to the queer community, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Because you are still a queer person, even if you have not come out yet. Coming out doesn't make you less or more queer. And that's something important to know. I know that for a lot of people, and myself included, I I felt like at some point I, I almost had to come out. I, I didn't have any queer friends growing up. But this idea of almost feeling like I was lying to my closest people in not telling them who I really was, was hindering my mental health. I came out when I was 17 years old to my mom. I was living in a boarding school in a country across the sea from where my mom was. Our relationship had been a little strained. We barely talked, but I was having these questions. I was having these doubts, you know how it goes. I was liking this person who was not a man, who was not a guy, and And I was just lost. I I didn't know what was happening. I come from a very conservative background. My family is very religious. My friends were very religious. And I knew that gay people existed, but they were not accepted. I had been battling with a lot of internalized homophobia. And I was in my journey of deconstructing all this toxic knowledge that the way I was raised in told me to believe. And in the process of that, I started realizing of who I really was. I also think that my sexuality was just starting its journey. I believe that sexuality is fluid and the same as gender. And I was just very lost <laughs> because I did like men, but perhaps not completely. <laughs> And to be honest, still until this day, I'm unsure of my sexuality 100%. I just know it's a little bit of a roller coaster. I know that for some people out there, they know since they were very little. Other people were suppressing it so much that 
It only came out until they were late in their adulthood. And so coming out is an experience that many people have at different stages of their life. But coming back to my story, <laughs> I video called my mom or I called my mom, I don't remember. And I felt this pressure of like almost crying. My mom was like, oh my God, Sara, what's wrong? Like, what happened to you? Like, is someone hurting you? Like, what, what's going on? And I was like, no, mom, I, I am pansexual. I have made some research online and I felt like pansexual was the label that defined me the most. Now, I don't use that label anymore, but at the time, it, it did the job, right? Um, describing that I was not straight. But if you know a little bit of Spanish, you probably see where this is heading. <laughs> Pan means bread. So my mom was like, what do you mean you're sexual towards bread? And now it's kind of funny. But at the time, I was just so mad. I was like, well, no. And, and I had to educate my mom. It didn't go how I hoped. Um, my mom was not accepting. And there was a lot of typical this is just a phase you don't know what you're talking about this is because you're far away from home this is because you are not strong in your relationship with God a lot of stuff like that and from then on I had different occasions where I had to come out again and again and again and it's because my mom loves the tactic of oblivion of pretending that I never came out to her that I'm straight. <laughs> Looking back at it, I think that I have the advantage of distance and I really don't want to even think about how my experience will have gone if I had come out in like the same place as my family was living in. And that makes me so sad for the person, for Sarah, like younger Sarah, because I think that not everyone is living in a safe space to come out. And I think it's very important for you to prioritize your safety and not feeling pressured to come out to people that may be dangerous to you. But we can also talk about how coming out is an act of survival because hiding who you are could be very detrimental towards your mental health. It's a survival tactic. There's no right or wrong way of coming out. I just hope it's an experience that people use to finally live as their true selves. I wish that coming out was a 100% positive experience. I hope that sharing this story with you makes you feel less lonely if you're having a hard time coming out. Know that you're not alone. The not for everyone is an easy deal. It should be. It really should be, but the reality is not not everyone is a sex. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be a country that you're living in. You see in TikTok nowadays like a lot of videos of like people coming out with like cakes or dances and it really makes me happy to see that. I think that I'm jealous <laughs> of how easy it seems and how accepting most of the time people are. So, to anyone out there who is in an environment where people are not accepting after you have come out, my heart is with you because that was my reality and is my reality in a lot of occasions. I think I hid myself, my queer self, 
until I came to study here to Canada because I finally felt like this country was a safer place for me to be. I will always be very grateful of Fredericton and the place I am studying at because the queer community is very accepted. Now we still have ways to go. I'm not saying that everything is perfect. But in my own experience, it was an improvement. For a lot of people like myself, international students, we come out after we move to the place we're studying in. And that's very interesting. And that's another thing to think about. There's still progress to do in the world so that everyone, no matter what country you're on, you can consider coming out without the worry of it not being safe. I hope that this was a meaningful conversation and I hope it made you think about the process of coming out. I would love to hear your thoughts, what your experience coming out was like, if you think that coming out should be even a thing. Perhaps if you are parents, What environment will you make sure to have in your family so that your kids know that they can come out and be accepted? We will also love to hear funny stories about coming out. A little bit more uplifting. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please, please share, comment, follow this podcast. Tell us what topics you would like us to cover. And don't forget to come back next week to find new episodes. I'm your host, Sara, and this is Different Shades of Queer. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>